Everybody, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message for 1-21-21, and it's an exciting time to be alive. We are united. We are healing. Everything is great. We have a new leader. Let's do it. Uh, a lot to talk about today. I'm very excited for the show, actually, because we're doing a lot of video today, and there's all sorts of crazy things happening in the world, and I'm looking forward to bringing you all of those crazy things. But before we do anything else today, uh, this is very important. I have been sitting here at my desk. This is the official Rubin Report desk in the Rubin Report studio, which is also the Rubin Report office. And I have been sitting at my desk with a pen, with blank printer paper, people, okay? Heavy stock. And I have been signing executive actions all morning. It's not just Joe Biden and Donald Trump and George W and Barack Obama that can sign executive actions. I checked it out, and according to a, a very uh, little-known legal loophole, anyone can sign executive actions. All you need is a piece of paper and a pen, preferably a Sharpie. So all morning, I've been signing executive actions, and just this morning, I signed this one, and I think this is pretty groundbreaking. I, this is the one, you know what I mean? Like, I signed a whole bunch of them, a lot of little things, you know, uh, you don't have to pick up all dog poop depending on what time it is, things like that. But this is the one, this is the one. So this is an official Rubin Report executive action. As you can see, it says Rubin Report executive action. So obviously it's official. Leave me alone with exclamation point and underline. So there's real emphasis on it. And I signed it myself and uh, it has today's date, which of course, again, is 1-21-21. So this is an official executive action. So that is leave me alone. So that means if anyone comes up to me on the street and ye yells at me about a mask, or about the dog poop or anything, I have signed a direct order. And by the way, we're gonna be enforcing it. This isn't gonna be one of those flimsy executive actions. This is gonna be one of the serious ones. So it's a very exciting time around here. And I suspect over the course of the next half hour uh, that I might sign some more. I've got blank paper, I've got a pen, and as I'm talking to you, there might be some thoughts that pop up in my head. And uh, executive actions are the future, people. That's how we're gonna be governed, edicts, uh, via paper and pen. It's a very exciting time. Uh, before we get to anything else, guys, uh, I just want to remind you that as of yesterday, I believe, uh, we are now simulcasting the live stream on Blaze TV. So you can watch on YouTube or you can watch on Blaze TV. And right now, if you sign up for Blaze TV, you can get 30% off your subscription. Not too bad. And before we get to all the stories of the day, oh, I'm definitely going to sign more executive actions. I can feel it here. I've already un cap the pen. So the pen is in hand, ready to roll. Something's gonna happen. Uh, I wanna talk to you guys about ExpressVPN. You all know how concerned I am about censorship on social media sites and what we can do about it. I think I've been talking about that a little bit. The left wants to silence and remove any videos and voices they don't agree with. Twitter and Facebook are supposed to be open platforms. I don't need their content moderators acting like the op-ed section of the New York Times. So instead of letting social media sites revoke our right to free speech, how about revoking their right to our data? Now we could just deactivate all our social media accounts and it's tempting, but that would be giving the left just what they want in the first place. Instead, I suggest using ExpressVPN. Ever wonder 
how free to access sites like Facebook make all their money? Well, they're tracking your searches, video history, and everything you click on, and then selling your valuable data. When you use ExpressVPN, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. And ExpressVPN couldn't be easier to set up. You just tap one button on your phone or computer and you're protected. ExpressVPN uh, also encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from hackers, and assorted internet bad guys. It's finally time to say no to censorship and take back your online privacy at expressvpn.com slash Ruben. By visiting my special link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free. Again, that's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Ruben, expressvpn.com slash Ruben to protect your data today. All right, here we go, people. Should I sign an ex executive action right now? You know, before we get going, Ruben, Report executive action. What should this one be? Think here for a moment. Um, <laughs> I got it. No, well, I'm gonna write it out first. Sign it, date it so it's official. All right, I have signed another Rubin Report executive action. I think this is a big one, people. Yeah, I feel good about this one. Rubin Report executive action, no more watching CNN, okay? No more. I've signed it, dated it, it's on the paper, okay? We might shellac it. Do we have a shellacker here? Like a laminator machine or something? We're gonna get a laminating machine. We're gonna laminate it. All right, there you go, all right. Let's get to some stories. So you're not gonna believe this, but the media is uh, still obsessed with that T guy, that Trump guy. They just can't get over it. Uh, and former CIA uh, director, wait, for, is John Brennan CIA or FBI? I think he's FBI. Well, I'll clarify that in just a second. Uh, but John Brennan, uh, who really has turned into basically just a partisan hack, constantly screaming about how evil the right is. A CIA, I was right the first time. He was the former head of the CIA uh, under Obama. Uh, he was on MSNBC talking about the Trump insurgency, and I, I think there's a couple buzzwords in here that we're gonna have to unpack. Let's take a look. But because of this growth in polarization in the United States and domestic violence in white supremacist groups. So I know looking forward that the members of the, the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of a country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious, ex religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians. And unfortunately, I think there has been this momentum that has been generated as a result of, unfortunately, the demagogic rhetoric of people that's just departed government, but also those who continue in the halls of Congress. And so I really do uh, think that the law enforcement, homeland security, intelligence, and even the defense officials are doing everything possible to root out what seems to be a very, very serious and insidious threat to our democracy and our republic. 
Oh, there is a serious and insidious threat to our democracy here, but I'm pretty sure it's you, John Brennan. Um, let's just review some of the people he included in his list of people that should be checked out because they're doing bad things, which in essence is just people who disagree with him politically. Uh, you've got your re religious extremists. Now, of course, we don't want religious extremists blowing things up, whether they were Christian uh, religious extremists or Jewish religious extremists or Muslim religious extremists, but I don't think that's exactly what he's talking about. He's kind of just saying Christian people, like that's the code word. You can sort of read into what he's saying, like people who have a belief system because the hyper secular progressive movement doesn't want people with any religious belief or any belief in anything. Uh, bigots, bigots are part of this. Well, first off, I mean, they believe and they've been saying for years that half of the country is bigots, right? Half of the country is deplorables, half of the country is white supremacists and everything. By the way, you're allowed to be a bigot. I, I would prefer we didn't have bigots. Like I would prefer that most people just judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Uh, but you're allowed to be a bigot in a free society. Like you really are, you know, Archie Bunker, Remember All in the Family? He was a bigot, right? And did you want Archie Bunker pulled out of society and shot? Well, I, I suppose maybe, maybe they did. That would have been a, a spin-off show. The progressives are in power. Watch us assassinate uh, Archie Bunker, who, by the way, his best friend was George Jefferson. It's a whole, whole other thing. It was a different time. Point is, uh, he also throws in, so you got your religious extremists, you got your bigots, your authoritarians. I mean, that, that's just sort of like, well, what do you mean? Uh, your authoritarians, like you guys are the authoritarians. You love state power. So are you gonna be arresting yourselves? I'm not really sure what you're talking about. And then of course, the one that we have to get to, oh, and then he says racists. I mean, what I just said about bigots goes for that. I mean, just that you're all, we're all racists, right? If we don't agree with critical race theory, if we don't agree with identity politics, if we actually believe that things should be governed the way they always have been governed and that the United States is fundamentally good in the constitution freed us and all of those things. We're racist and we're bigots. We know that much. Uh, and finally, the last one was libertarians. He throws libertarians in there. That was sort of like a little bonus one for us. So you've got your authoritarians and your libertarians. Those are totally reverse, but we can put them all together because they're a, you know, a collection of bad people. Libertarians, let's just real quick, uh, I think most of you know this already. Libertarians basically believe in individual liberty. That's it. And they want very little and often no government coercion. And then we can whittle down whether we should have police departments and fire departments or should we even privatize those things. But the idea that, that libertarians um, are, are extremists that would somehow want violent extremism is completely bananas, although that's completely consistent with the way mainstream media always talks about libertarians. Let's not forget Ron Paul, who I had on a few days ago, who is former congressman from Texas, who's been the leader really of the liberty movement in America for the last couple of decades. He, when he started the Tea Party back in 2008, and when he was running for president, and there were thousands and thousands of people at his rallies, it was sort of a precursor to a Trump thing in a certain way in, in, in the sort of constitutional pro-America sense of it. Um, what what did, the, what did mainstream media do? They said they were a bunch of backwards, redneck, racist, blah, 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 blah. So the idea though that you would put libertarians who want no government coercion with authoritarians who want all government coercion and then you just toss in the bigots and the racists. It's just, it's just a load of nonsense. Uh, let's move on though because they're, they're just not stopping with this idea that 74 million plus people are bigots and racists and evil and they wanna reprogram you and deprogram you. Here's Katie Couric, who is a former journalist. I don't know what she considers herself now. She was on Bill Maher and she had this to say. But I also think some of them are believing the garbage that they are being fed 
24-7 on the internet, by their constituents, and yeah. they bought into this big lie. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Guys, don't forget, she and people like her are good guys, and you and people like you are bad guys. How are they gonna deprogram you? She has bought in to progressivism, right, into rampant secularism. She has bought in to all of these ideas that feel empowered right now, they feel that they're winning, and the other half of the country that we've always made fun of and put down and called all the awful things, who get their news elsewhere and who have started to wake up and who have started to be red-pilled and whatever else, the more you guys know about stuff, the more we're gonna have to say that you have to be deprogrammed because we're free thinkers and you guys are really, really bad people. Katie, you see what's going on here? By the way, Katie, if you're watching this or if anyone that knows Katie Couric is watching, I'd be happy to sit down with you. Uh, no notes, fully live, no edits, blah, blah, blah. We can talk about all of this stuff. Uh, that, of course, was on Bill Maher's show, and I would love to talk to Bill Maher. You know, they had booked me uh, when my book came out, then COVID happened, then they sort of rebooked me again. I kind of knew it wasn't gonna happen the whole time because I think I, at this point, although I admired Bill for years, I think, I think the Trump stuff kind of went overboard and I know a lot of the Bill Maher producers and people watch the show. Hi guys, how are you? Um, and I think I've sort of made a move in terms of what a true liberal is that Bill refuses to make because of the, the Trump derangement stuff and, and that he still thinks he's a progressive and he'll have, you know, he'll have uh, Adam Schiff on to talk about why people are leaving California and then he doesn't realize that he's, you know, promoting all of the progressive politics that cause people to leave high taxes, high crime, high drug use. Unemployment, homelessness, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but all right, sometimes the media does move on. And in some ways they have. Uh, they have started doing some stories about Joe Biden. Here's one of the questions that Jen Psaki, his new, uh, she's the press secretary, uh, the new press secretary got uh, yesterday. It's very, it's very in-depth and biting. A lighter note, uh, will he keep Donald Trump's Air Force One color scheme change? This is such a good question. I have not had the opportunity to dig into that today, um, given the number of executive actions, orders, the inauguration, a few things happening. Um, I will venture to get you an answer on that, and maybe we can talk about it in here tomorrow. This is such a good question. That's such a good question about the color of the thing and the plane and what are we going to do and let's see about the carpet and all of those things. It's such a good question. And why did they have to ask me questions about the other things? Because that's such a good question. Do you see how stupid this is going to be? We are just going to be in the worst reality show of all time. Like Trump was a reality show and, and like him or hate him or whatever, it was like, there was some good stuff there. There was some funny stuff. There was some irreverent stuff, something remotely close to reality. But now you're gonna have just this press corps that half, that, you know, they want these people in power. So they're gonna ask, ask half-assed questions that'll be thought of as controversial. And then mostly they're gonna ask about uh, whether they're gonna change the drapes in the uh, airplane bathroom. Oh my God, that's such a good question. It's such a good question. Can you ask it? again in another way. Um, but not just that, I, I found this one, which was really interesting. Biden was talking yesterday about uh, how he would fire disrespectful colleagues. He's not gonna tolerate being disrespectful to people. I mean, that's not something a good progressive liberal lefty would do. Let's listen in. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you, I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. 
No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. That's been missing in a big way the last four years. It's true. It's true. Treating people with dignity and respect and not talking down to people is important. Uh, but we just happened to come across this video during the campaign of Joe Biden talking to auto worker Jerry Wayne, who, by the way, I had on the show after this interaction. And let's just see how respectful and tolerant and decent and all that good stuff Joe was to Jerry. Just to reiterate what happened there, not only did he tell Jerry Wayne, who is an auto worker and a private citizen, that he's full of shit, and he told him to shush, then he said, you want to take him out back or something, you want to go outside, so he threatened to fight him. Uh, in Joe Biden's defense, in the original video that we showed of yesterday, he said that you have to treat colleagues with respect, and it's very obvious that Joe Biden thinks he's the better of Jerry Wayne. They're not colleagues, he's a politician. Jerry Wayne is but a, uh, a humble citizen of the United States, so, so Joe is better. Anyway, I, I'm only showing you this just to show you that all of the things, healing, unity, all the things, they all just sound nice, but if you think that these people actually mean it, then I would like to sell you a bridge to nowhere. That would be nice. Oh, and speaking of bridges to nowhere, so one of the things that Joe Biden did, signing executive actions yesterday, and again, they all do it. Everybody signs executive actions. Uh, oh, and by the way, you know, I, when I talked about executive actions yesterday, and we read off a whole bunch of them, a few of you pointed out to me that when we read the numbers, Trump did have the fewest numbers of executive actions uh, the last couple of presidents, um, but he also was the only one-term president of it. So. Fully, I'm fully happy to acknowledge that. I don't like executive actions, whether they're done by Republicans or done by Democrats. I mean, that's just not the way we should be ruled. And you can feel it, right? You can feel it right now. We do things one way, four years later, we do them the other. Let's have mass bipolar disorder. But in any event, Joe Biden uh, did sign some executive actions yesterday, including an executive action that would uh, make people, everyone would have to wear a mask on federal property. He signed that, and then he went to the Lincoln Memorial. Impeach. It's the only way I demand it. I henceforth demand impeachment. I might write an executive action on that right now, that we must impeach people who sign executive actions and then within a half hour walk to federal property after the executive action that they just signed said you can't 
beyond federal poverty without a mask, and then they don't have a mask. I might have to sign an executive action on that because the hypocrisy is off the charts. I believe they call this do as I say, not as I do. And by the way, yes, it's a little silly. He's sort of standing there alone. Okay, I don't really care. But there's also a picture that you can find of like seven of his granddaughters all standing together, no social distancing, not wearing masks, and of course, they're on federal property as well. So it's just a, a series of unfortunate idiocy. Uh, but I wanna show you one other thing not that directly related to inauguration. Well, actually, I guess it's kind of related to inauguration. Well, it's very related to inauguration. I've completely changed my mind in under three seconds. Uh, Antifa, you know these people, the anti-fascists who are actually the fascists, the people who are bringing violence to all of our cities, the people who've been encouraged by Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi and Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon and the people who often get good coverage and Ali Velshi stands there with buildings blowing up behind him telling you it's mostly peaceful protests and they're here to destroy the system. That's what they're telling you and they want revenge on America and all of that stuff, right? Um, and they're breaking windows and half of the area that I live in is still boarded up because of Antifa violence. Um, but you know, they're also the good guys. Uh, well, they were in Portland last night and uh, well, we threw together a little compilation of what's going on in Portland and I promise you, you're not gonna see this on CNN. Somebody please, please get that video to Jake Tapper. He obviously hasn't been able to see it. Someone get it to Stelter, to Acosta, to Blitzer, these people. Yeah, CNN's just not gonna cover it. Please prove me wrong, CNN. Prove me wrong. Now, again, this is the type of violence that these people like. Now, what's odd here is, you know, I thought that violence was only by the white supremacists and the libertarians and the authoritarians, those mean people. These people coordinate, by the way, on all of big social media. They coordinate on Reddit, they coordinate on Twitter. Suddenly, I don't know, I don't see anyone getting deleted or banned or servers exploding or anything else. Hypocrisy, you know, no bounds. Uh, but while we were watching that video, it hit me. Wait a minute. These Portland people, they're just destroying the city. You could see them attacking. By the way, one of the buildings they were attacking was the Democratic Party headquarters where they were smashing windows or showing that. It looked like they were attacking a train station, a bunch of other stuff. And then it hit me. It was like, wait a minute, why don't I do something about this? Obviously, CNN's not gonna do anything about it. Obviously, Ted Wheeler, that dingbat moron mayor of Portland's not gonna do anything about it. So I said, Dave, 
you have a pen. You have paper, sign an executive action. I have signed an executive action, ladies and gentlemen. Rubin Report executive action. This is executive action number three. We're gonna have to start numbering these. Antifa equals bad. Antifa, bad, okay? Dave Rubin, 12121. So, you know, a lot of people just talk, right? Everyone just talks, Dave Rubin does. That's the difference between me and my critics, okay? Uh, Ladles and jelly spoons, I've enjoyed talking to you today. Uh, we've got more coming. I think I'm gonna sign some more executive actions tomorrow. A uh, lot of interesting things happening over on Locals, by the way, and, and with the company and, and all sorts of stuff. So I got a whole bunch of meetings today, uh, but see what's going on at locals.rubinreport.com. Oh, and by the way, uh, tomorrow we're doing our second ever panel. Uh, we, we did one two weeks ago, then we didn't do it last Friday because I wanted to give my guys a four day weekend. Uh, because we had uh, MLK Day obviously on Monday and I felt like we were, we were busting our butts enough, I wanted people to relax. So tomorrow uh, we will be doing a four person panel with yours truly, uh, Sean Spicer, Seb Gorka and Jack Murphy. I'm psyched to talk about all of these guys who were sort of in the Trump world and sort of what happens now to either the Trump movement or America First or the Republican Party and we'll talk about I don't know, maybe we'll talk about the progressives. Who the hell knows? You never know what's gonna happen here on the Rubin Report. Uh, that, of course, will be at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, and by the way, uh, we just posted part one of my interview with Jason Riley from the Manhattan Institute. And he's a super interesting guy who just released a documentary. It's coming out this weekend, actually, uh, about Thomas Sowell. I'm, I'm in it quite heavily, but it's a good documentary, even despite that. Uh, and he has a book coming out about Thomas Sowell, and we talk about race relations and economics, and obviously a lot about the documentary. And for those of you who love Thomas Sowell as much as I do, I think you'll really enjoy it. So check that out. It was posted this morning, and uh, you know, have a nice day. All right, see ya.